proudest day and the proudest time and the seat of a relic here because that day and that hour and those minutes I got the butt between my teeth you know I really stood up and was counted and said this is not getting away I remember when we pulled on our helmets and Donald says to me what are we doing I said we're going for gold Barrett that's all we said I can still picture that run that was just the best best run ever To Crunching Gears, the Rally Podcast, Season 2, Episode 23. Connor, that time of the week again? It is indeed, Kevin. Always look forward to it. Great chance to catch up on all things rallying. Um, so, as always, can you please like, share, rate, subscribe? All those things makes a huge difference. Um, you know, you find us on all Facebook, Twitter, and on YouTube. You just type in Crunching Gears. And if there's anything you'd like to see featured, just drop us a wee email at crunchinggears at yahoo.com. Um, this episode, we catch up with Marion Evans and uh, Jonathan Jackson. They tell us about their uh, trials and tribulations in the Cork 20. Also, John Coyne, uh, WRC Finland, a uh, fascinating tale and his thoughts on the MI Rally Academy. And then finally, then John Armstrong, uh, what a year he's had. The ERC, um, you know, the performances he's been on has just been surreal. And he talks about that and then he's also his hopes going forward. Connor, what can we say? The Tournament Championship rolled into uh, the court last weekend for the penultimate round. Well, once again, fascinating battle. Absolutely. Listen, ser- you know, some serious competition out there, trading seconds on the stages. Josh, Marion and Callum just hard at it uh, again. And, you know, tricky conditions as well. The weather didn't exactly play ball either. Yeah, like, uh, the conditions just seemed surreal. You know, there was like some stages that, you know, maybe the, the first four or five cars were getting through and relatively good conditions. And then, you know, car six, it could have been caught in an absolute downpour, you know, like, so, at the, at, you know, that must be surreal. And, you know, once again, you know, Callum, you know, Josh and Marion, they were fighting over like tens of seconds. Marion looked as if he was, you know, had it, you know, he was pulling away on, on Saturday, uh, Sunday morning then. Tire just, choice just so difficult. And, you know, unfortunately, uh, Josh made a bit of a mistake of his tire choice or, Maybe he just wasn't brave enough, I don't know. But he just, you know, dropped maybe 10, 15 seconds. That was enough to drop him out of the battle. But uh, Callum and then Marianne were going toe-to-toe. And it was shipping up to be the mother of all battles going into the last stage. 2.7 seconds between Callum and Marion, And then, unfortunately, the last stage was cancelled and we were deprived of that last stage shit out. We'll never know could he have done it, who, you know. <laughs> but didn't stop taken away from the spectacle of what Irish Rallying has become. Oh, no, it didn't. It, come here, it just added to it. And, you know, I suppose the the fight continues to, on to the Ulster. And we'll yeah. see, you know, between Marion and, and Callum, did they and, get and, the, the score? Ah, and, and Josh is still in with a, you know, an outside chance oh, the as well, yeah, too. So, yeah. And then, you know, as well as that in the modified, then, you know, um, Eddie Duggerty and Frank Kelly had a titanic battle over the weekend. And, you know, Frank being Frank, he decided to attack the Shakian as well. <laughs> Seems he's felt a bit rough comes on the evening, but we'll not say he's any different from normal. <laughs> and then, you know, right down the historics, oh, what a battle there there was, you know. Unfortunately, uh, Michael McDade, who had built up a good lead on, on, over the Saturday stages, was forced to retire early on Sunday. Then it looked as if Thomas Davis had the one. 
and that then we think it's something maybe mechanical, but how about on the very last corner of the last stage, you know, that must have been gut wrenching. Yeah. But you know, Trevor Wilson then took his second one of the year, like he won the circuit in the Porsche and then taking the court 21 in the Escort. You know, Trevor hasn't done much rallying for the last few years, but good to see him back and competing at the sharp end again. Absolutely, it's been great to see him out, you know, and, and heartbreaking as well. Like, I'm, you know, imagine retiring, you know, pretty much last stage, last corner. That's yeah. just hard going. Ah, that's for sure. That's for sure. But I think no point us telling you much more about it. We'll hear from uh, Marianne and Jonathan. Uh, Marianne, a very strong performance by the pair just last weekend. Yeah, it was, to be fair. I think one of the better ones we've had um, overall, to be honest, you know, um. From the start, it's, it you know it's pretty good. Um, we were quite aggressive with the tire calls all weekend, which is which was positive, and 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 they mostly paid off. Probably apart from Sunday morning, where somehow some rain appears from absolutely nowhere and maybe cost us a bit. But um, no, I'm I'm happy with with our end of everything. You know, JJ, the boys, everything they there. To be fair, a perfect job. So um, yeah, no complaints like that. For sure, and JJ, like we talked to get you know at the start of the year. Like there was a different Marion start of the year, very strong, very determined. And that ratcheted up another level again last weekend. Um, you could see a real steeliness in uh, Marion and probably in yourself as well, right from, you know, first thing Saturday morning. Yeah, no, definitely, you know. Cork is one of those ones that we kind of look forward to every year. You know, it's probably the one time of the year where we're on a bit more of a level playing field because we've done it that many more times than the other rounds in the championship and it, it gives you that extra impetus you know that extra motivation when you're going into the event you have that familiarity and I don't think there was any doubt that we were going into the, the event last weekend to win um, you know right from the, the go um, we were on it and uh, it, it was such a great feeling and you know when you're in that kind of frame of mind you enter that other level you need in order to commit 101% which you need these days to to be at the front so no it was class yeah i like you know that you know that extra tenth that can be found like do you Marianne, like does it come easily whenever you're in that fight or do you have to dig really deep to find it no it comes actually very easily and i just thought about it a bit after you know because we went into donegal on a bit of a, a back foot because you know kilani didn't really happen for us you know we, we went off but whatever but even then, our, our speed in Kalani was really good. We were up on Callum and Joshua and went off there even, you know. So it was just the the loss of momentum from it really. And into Donegal, we didn't really have the confidence to say, right, we're going to go and, and have a crack at it. And OK, Donegal is one of those rallies, I think, as well, that, you know, is, is very difficult if you're, if you're travelling to it. But um, so I think going to Sligo, doing that helped. You know, obviously, we didn't um, we didn't have, obviously, a great result or whatever. We were sliding off on the fourth stage, but... You know, I just had a little bit of mileage in between to break a six-week gap of helped a lot and then going to Cork, it was, um, I kind of in my head made it my business to go and make sure that I was going to be, you know, at the races and I think that's kind of what you need to do these days and it's what I'm going to try and do again for next weekend. Um, you know, it's just putting the work and putting the time and, and just committing to, to everything you do, you know, and uh, you, could, you could feel it really. Even the second stage and like the, the tyre call we made on the first loop was pretty... I wouldn't say brave, I would just say it was right, to be honest, you know, yeah. so um, we, we just went at it and thought, right, the second stage came, we, we knew we had a chance to take a chunk of time, and we did, so we, we pretty much hung on to that for most of the rally. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I suppose yeah, it's having the confidence to make that tyre call and know that's right, 
and you know and then drive to it then you have it there and below you yeah definitely like personally i think you know if we had a bit more experience we would have probably competed a bit better in west cork at the start of the year as well because we got caught obviously with a josh was braver than us that day and like the knock on of that meant that we tried to outdo him on the sunday and it turned out the safer call was the best then and he walked away so yeah, it's, these things make such a difference in, in shaping a rally and, and how things turn out. You know, to be fair to Josh on Sunday, after the first stage where he just didn't feel at ease on, on the Sunday, he, there was no point for him, you know, going going at that level. And then you can just see if you drop that tenth, how much time you can lose. So it, it's it's pretty clear. But you know, if it, when you're when you're at the races, it's a great feeling, and uh, it's just it's not good when you're not at the races because you just want to be back there all the time. You know? Yeah, because I remember you saying after Donegal, like, it's not going to be an event that you're going to look back in 10 years going, oh, that was fantastic, I really remember that. It's going to be one of them, you'll even bother to nearly almost remember it. But, like, <laughs> you know, whenever it's, the flow's going so well, it's so natural, like it was last weekend, that's, the, the, the ends of days you'll remember. Yeah, 100%. Like, we won half of the stages, I think probably more, considering, what, two got cancelled for us or something. Um, yeah, so you know when you feel you can pull a time out the bag like that, it's it's really positive. And to be honest, that's the sad thing with the last days being cancelled because the feeling in the car is that good. You know, you can. It was just I had a feeling at the start of the stage was I can push as hard as I want to, but how much do I want to risk, kind of thing. And yeah, it's 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 tough to it's tough to mad to marginalize the risks, you know, because it was not five car they're that good. You can step over the marker very very quickly. So. Um, Obviously, we'll never know for sure, but um, yeah, you know, the, the feeling with the car was, was phenomenal at the weekend, and I was really happy to get back to that because Donegal, again, I think we just dropped out the race early, and there was no reason ever really to go and find that extra bit, you know. Um, kind of a no man's land, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, well, you know, we were, we were fighting with Gary and Desi at some point, and uh-huh. and uh, which is fine, but still, it's when you've won rallies and you're fighting for fourth, it doesn't interest you that much, you know. Yeah. Um, but still, you know, the, the boys were all going hard and we had to, in the end, we, we managed to get it. But yeah, most of Sunday was no man's land then when we, when Gary had an issue, I think, and, and we pulled away about 20 seconds and it was just kind of cruising around and you just feel a bit empty then compared to when you're really racing, you know? Mm-hmm. And like JJ, you know, like talked about, you know, the feeling in the car from that's right, you know, like never it says then going into, the, you know, that final stage and, it's, you know, and how brave to be or how, you know, is there a conversation there between the two? Yes, you know, like, are you hang on the boy? I'm going to hold you back a wee bit, or you know, how much do you want me to push you, or is it just natural? It's business as usual, right. really. I, I think, think my dad would sack him if he held him. <laughs> <laughs> the the final message from the boss as we left service was just go for it, uh, right. and that's all we needed to know. Yeah. I don't get a free reign that often, so. <laughs> <laughs> In the car, it was just business as usual. I think if you start treating it any differently, that's when you start thinking, overthinking it. Perhaps mistakes will creep in at that point and the whole thing just might collapse underneath you. So, you know, we didn't say anything differently before the stage. We didn't act differently before the stage. It was just a case of carry on with the job that we've managed to do all weekend. Yeah, because um, I, I suppose you know, really. if I never it's working, why change it really almost? Exactly. Yeah. 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 You don't want to introduce any other influences into that. You you know, at that point we we'd already set the seven fastest times. Um you'd like to hope it was an eighth. And uh, you just carry on as we've done all weekend. Yeah. 
And like Marion, you know, like as JJ just said, there are seven fastest times over the, the stages that run. Like going into that last stage, was confidence high that you could take the 2.7, 2.8 seconds back on Callum or I suppose you have to be confident you can do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, like uh, I, I have, if I don't believe in myself and nobody will, you know, yeah. so, yeah. you know, people ask me in a week, do you think you have got him? And, you know, who knows? Who knows? I mean, we had the better tyre. I think, you know, if there were any split times early in the stage where people are talking, it would have favoured him because he had a softer tyre, whereas we'd have come into our own at the end of the stage, which is the part we never got to do. So, yeah, you know, it, it's it's worthless talking about it. Um, yeah, it's not going to change so it, is it? Yeah. It's, um, you know, it's just one of those things that, that, that happened and, you know, it is what it is, I guess. You know, it's, in my mind, I always look back on this rally now as the one that never finished. Yes. People come to me, oh, you did second, you did well. And for me, it's like, yeah, well, you know, it's, it's, not, <laughs> it's probably not what it um, could have been or maybe should have been in some cases. Yeah. And, like, you know, you obviously have to feel your own because you didn't, you know, if you went into the stage and got beat by Callum, that's fair enough. You could have drew yeah, it yeah. under. But, you know, it's a, the not knowing almost kind of thing. Yeah, it's like, you know, I, can, I can live with it, of course, but it's it's just uh, I've never had that before in my in my career, to be honest. And it was a strange, strange feeling, you know. We were sitting there doing mm -hmm. about a, probably 195 k's, and this red alarm goes off, and you go, "Fucking, you know, I sit there." <laughs> <You know? laughs> like that is like somebody flicks a switch, and your weekends are over, you know. Yeah, I can, and then the not knowing why, because like yeah, you know, yeah. Well, yeah. for me, it was like we're the first car on the road, so yeah. surely like. I have instantly I thought something bad has happened behind us. Yeah. And they've got to get people in from the other end or something, you know. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, as you get through the stage more and more, and then obviously Callum Cup behind us. Um Yeah, it's just it was strange, very strange. Yeah. Uh -huh. And, and I think it was a strange atmosphere at the end as well, because everybody expected this big, big finish. Yeah. And then two boys just pulled up like to be fair to Callum as well. I mean, it's if I was him winning like that, you still feel a bit a bit of, you know, not annoyed, but it, it's not the same as coming out on top in you know a, a shootout like that. Like he and him and Josh had in Cavern, you know, uh -huh. tension was big. And imagine if they'd have both driven out slowly that day, it would have been yeah, all to watch. Either <laughs> rawness goes out of it, doesn't it? You know, like that's that's always yeah. the great thing with Kelly and Andy at the end of the stage. They catch that raw emotion, you know, that's pumping through your veins. Like you're coming off that stage, you've given everything you have to be halfway through the stage to stop. <laughs> Yeah, and to be honest, even the, the spectators in the second half of the stage, you know, the boys up on ditches and me and Callum we were following each other out and the spectators up with their hands on their heads and like putting their hands in the air, like they couldn't believe what, what was happening. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a shame. That's for sure. And like JJ, you know, like from your point of view too, like, you know, you're you're fully pumped, you're full of adrenaline, you know, you're you know, and like it's like just somebody, you know, grabbing your toys off you on Christmas morning almost, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> You're instantly, you know, you, like you say, you've got that adrenaline pumping through and you've already done 10K of the stage, so you're well settled in to that pace. You know, everything's kind of at its peak at that point, and then all of a sudden you're starting to, you know, you instantly deflate. But then your mind kicks in wild then, thinking, you know, why? Trying to work out why, what might have happened, what the implications are, what you're going to come across, because, you know, ultimately... Yes, we were the first car on the road, but obviously the, the historics were through first, and then you've got the two double O's, and you just think, well, there's something happened in front that you're not going to be aware of. Are we mm -hmm. going to find a double O? Mm -hmm. or, or what? You just don't, you have no idea. So instantly you go from that height of adrenaline to being quite deflated and wondering what the hell's gone. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You start almost going into worst case scenarios. You know, it's often something really bad happened here, kind of thing too. Then, yeah, so. exactly. You know, that's ultimately that's what the, the red flag is there for. You yeah. know, you automatically assume that something quite bad has happened because it, it's had to be activated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like Marion, from your point of view, it's probably not even known why exactly why that happened. You know, it's been it's been kind of brushed off, really, hasn't it? There's been no explanation of really why why what happened happened. Yeah, I I feel for Kevin and, and the team to be honest. You know, they they're, they're brilliant. They're really really good rally every year. To be honest, they were just a few things on Sunday, maybe running the historic thing in hindsight wasn't a great idea when you look back at it now because of what it's cost. But then you know. That could not have happened, and it could have been greater. Is it? Yeah, <laughs> that's it. So, um, it doesn't, you know, the answer. I think it bugs JJ more than me because, to me, you know, it just we didn't get the chance to go for it, and, and that's that. And I mean, it's just I don't know, but maybe with his job, he has to think about these things a bit more. <laughs> yeah, I might have a slight just get in a bad mood and drive away and say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I suppose, like, JJ, like, your mind isn't, you know, like not to get in the way from the driver, but you're you're the co-driving mind. You're the, you know, the kind of looking at the numbers, looking at the figures. You're, you know, working it out all the time, you know. And for you know, suddenly something doesn't compute. It's hard to deal with then. Yeah, it is. You know, as a on our side of the car, you want to know all the facts and all the figures and and why something is happening. You know, you don't want to put somebody in a position as an implication of that. Um, so you want to immediately try and understand what's happening um, when all the facts aren't in front of you. It's a bit more difficult. Try not to second guess, but yeah, it's a bit different for our side. <laughs> for sure, for sure. <laughs> but you know, at the end of the day, second place, second place in the championship keeps the championship alive going into the Australia. You know, we have to think of the positives of this. Um, next weekend, Australia run number one in the door. Like, that has to be pretty special. Like when we look at the who's coming in behind you, Adrian Fermo, you know, Josh, Callum, you know, all the regulars there. So, you know, number one in the door, Miriam, nice. Yeah, it's nice. It's very nice. To be honest, it's nice to have it, you know, so having won it last year. And to be honest, having Adrian there will be brilliant, I think. Um, he's, he's probably, you know, at the, as driving as well as he ever has then, you know, the, with what he's been doing this year, he's, you know, won April, which was, you know, as as high a level rally you'll get outside of the World Championship. So it'll be really interesting to have him there. To be honest, championship-wise, I haven't really looked at the table. <laughs> so, you know, I know it's pretty much impossible, so we'll just go and, for me, just try and have as good a rally as we can. Yeah, and, like, you know, you went with that, that mindset last year that you had to go to one. And, like, you done what you, you know, what you set out to do. So having the, the positive mindset, if you can carry it in from last weekend, there's no reason why you couldn't come away with you know a fantastic call of points and you know make Callum fight for the one for the title. Yeah, I mean we're just gonna go and do exactly what we well try and do what we did last weekend and you know I guess you know Adrian isn't isn't going to be registered for the championship so you know that's one thing I guess but honestly at the moment it doesn't bother me too much but um, <laughs> you know I just want to go and, and have a good rally and, and enjoy myself and um, you know if we can. Put in a few good times against FOMO, then at least it shows the level we've been at isn't that bad after all, you know. <laughs> and like JJ, you know, from your point of view, like for Mo, what was it, second or third last weekend in Finland, one in the, uh, earlier in the year, you know, for you to go and 
pit yourself against him and each co-driver. That's kind of like, that's special, especially in an event that you're actually running number one and he's number two. Yeah, it's a brilliant opportunity. You know, you don't often get that unless you go to Europe and, and beyond. Um, so it'd be really interesting, you know, when you're competing against somebody who's at that level um, constantly, you can still learn from them as well. You know, you've got the opportunity to watch how he works, watch how they operate as a crew. And that, you know, yes, we already feel we're at quite a good level ourselves, but you can never stop learning in this game and to have that opportunity to watch how they work uh, and then, you know, ultimately compete against them and hopefully compete with them is uh, is brilliant. You know, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, and like, I think the Saturday stages are similar to last year. So I think, you know, from that point of view, that has to help as well with the preparations going into next weekend as well. Yeah, it does. You know, you have that familiarity. Um, I think two of the stages are identical to last year, one of which we went pretty well on on Saturday morning. So, yeah, you look forward to that. It does help with the preparation, that familiar familiarity of the, on the ground and having the notes and everything else. It, it's only a benefit, really, you know, and it definitely helps ease you into that week um, and helps in the build-up immediately before the rally as well. Yeah. For sure, for sure. And, Marion, from your point of view, like, you know, as an event that you're familiar with, you know, you said, you know, Cork was, uh, you know, you felt good because it was familiar to you. So is familiarity good for you as well? Yeah, I think it's a good thing for anyone, you know. Um, I find the Ulster is, is pretty underrated as a rally, to be fair. It's always run very well and, and straight, you know. So um, everything, you know, I, I quite like the international timing as well. It gives us a bit of time in between stages to do a bit of stuff rather than rushing. So that kind of thing is nice. And, um, yeah, you know, the event last year on my clock, but to be fair, so it'll, it'll be nice and... You know, the, the stages actually are very good. They're very, very different to what we did last weekend, which was kind of last year, went into it. We were on quite a good pace at the end of the Cork 20 last year, but going to the All-Star is very unsure because the nature of the stages are so different would be carried across. But, you know, we managed to. So I think this year we can confidently go and, and have a crack at it, to be honest. Yeah, like I know, I know you know, it's not a huge amount of stages, but the quality of the stages in the Ulster are probably up there as good as anywhere else in the country. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you look at last year, the total time that we won the rally with was over an hour and a half. Yeah. Whereas if you, I think if you look at some of the, the faster southern events, they might be like, what, 40, 50k k's longer, but you might end up with a total time of about five to 10 minutes more. So, you know, the average speed on the Ulster is generally quite a bit lower. There's a lot of work in the stages and very, very three-dimensional roads, to be fair. You know, a lot of up, down you know, downhills and dips and crests and jumps and everything. So, yeah, and, and very high hedges and stuff as well. So it's the the nature of it all is very, very different to Cork, where it was quite fast and committed, you know. So um, it's it's nice, you know. It's, it's good to have some variation as well. Yeah, for sure. And you're going to have a teammate as well. Darren Gass is uh, joining the team for next weekend as well. Yeah, well, I have two. Um, oh. <laughs> Gary, Gary Pearson oh, and the Gary Pearson as well. As well. Yeah. So, uh-huh. yeah, there'll be three of us, so... Plenty to do. Um, three there, and then we have four, four going to the Rally Caridigun in a few weeks then as well. So I just hope every car comes home and marked to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> and are you doing your local rally as well, Caridigun? Then uh, the all being well, yeah. That's yeah. kind of yeah. We're putting kind of a bit of you know, put a mileage in, you know, some mileage in now. Obviously, with the end of the championship, we kind of ties in well that we can go in quite fresh and and have a cut at it because 
over the last few years, we've we've not had much luck on that rally at all. So <laughs> we're going to try and change that this year. That was Marion and Jonathan, and you know what can we say? The Ulster is going to be epic, and then how the other guys will ship up against Formov. You know that's I think that's going to be a real a real story there. Um, also last weekend we had Rally Finland. Connor, that wasn't a full of twists and turns. Oh, it absolutely was. It was fantastic to watch it. Followed the whole thing, uh, what do you call it, on, on um, WRC Live. Just incredible. And we had everything like, I, I, and again, you know, my shocker, Terry Neville on it from the get-go. You know, again, whatever they've done with the setup of that car, it really is more to his liking. He was on it in Estonia. He was on it again here. Um, unfortunate for Lappy, just bad pace note. And again, could have been a good result. Um and shock, our our world champion went out in a row. Like mm-hmm. good lord. Um, I know he's not a fan of Finland stages compared to Estonia, which is he always says is his favourite, and he never seems to do well in Rally no. Finland. But wasn't expecting that one. No, because he seemed very comfortable, you know, in the first few stages, you know, controlling the pace, you know, setting the or setting the pace, and doesn't seem to be getting flustered at all. Just seemed to be very much all under control. Um, you know, we mentioned last week that, you know, Elton was kind of, well, was, you know, still struggling for the, you know, the optimum, but we've seen this before, like he, he has one good rally and we think, oh, he's here, you know, Elvin's back. Hopefully he can continue the run now. I know it's coming into the summer break, but after the summer break, it would be nice to see him now string together a few good, strong results. Absolutely would. Again, you know, if he has found his form with this car and it really is set up to his liking now. We're going in towards more tarmac geared, you know, once we get Greece out of the way, they're into tarmac events. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes for him. But certainly he's on a bit of a roll at the moment and could certainly be very interesting to see how himself and Neville fight it out for second place in the championship, potentially first. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, if, if things don't go Cali's way over the next few rallies, he's certainly in trouble. You know, I think, what is it, about a 25 point yeah, I won. I won bad. I won bad results yeah. for Kelly again. You know, and that could all all of a sudden then be, a, you know, a fight for the first of the championship. Never mind second. You know, so yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, M Sport, oh, M Sport, what a disaster! <laughs> I know. Absolutely. I, I'm hoping we didn't jinx them by talking <laughs> to Jamie, but uh, oh my god, uh, just you know, to lose both cars on the same on stage three, just unbelievable. And Tanix is just. I don't know. It's a bit unexplainable. There is talk that Tannock is supposed to favor running a soft setup on the front of the car to get grip. So whether just, you know, bottomed out, hit a bit of bedrock and tore the sump, I don't know. But it just seemed when you look at the in car again, it yeah. just seems a nothing yeah. event. It wasn't. It wasn't, a, you know, yes, it was a hard impact, but it wasn't. You know, you've seen that many a worse impact and, you know, you know, getting no dramas with it, really, you know, so. Yeah, that's you know, um, you know, Takamoto. What can we say? Ah, uh, uh, you know, yes. wasn't he's just so proud to see you know himself and her Aaron doing so well. Oh, listen, so delighted, so delighted. Like they they came away from Estonia, and certainly Taka was not in a good place. Wasn't happy with you know his performance. And I suppose like pressure was on. He was competing against his, his team manager, you know, because Yari Mati was out in the, in the Aris. And also like, you know, uh, what do you call it? Um, the boss, uh, Toyota boss was over as well. So like the head and then, of Toyota uh, there. 
And then, you know, with Kelly going out so early, the pressure was on to bring it home yeah. for the team as well, too, you know. So, yeah. you know, there was pressure coming out from all angles, but he just seemed to revel in it. He did. Absolutely did. And again, wasn't rattled by anything that Timu did. Anytime Timu up the ante or, or you know, increased the speed, Taka had an answer for him. And, mm-hmm. you know, in the middle of it all, Taka had a spin losing about 13 seconds. Yeah. So, again, incredible drive by him. Very impressive now for himself and Aaron. Genuinely yeah. was. And like said, you know, like some fastest times over the weekend as well, too, which, you know, it's, didn't pick up the place by default or nothing like that. There was a genuine third place. Yeah, it was. It was a fantastic result. Um, uh, just incredible to watch. And it really added to the spice of the whole thing because there's always that fear when you lose, you know, some of the, the main guys like Tannock and, and, and Roven Perra early on. You think, ah, this is going to be a bit lacklustre. But it was far from it. It was great now to see. That's for sure. That's for sure. And then, our own, you know, like, you know, Josh McLean, we keep extolling the virtue of him. Yep, you know, he had a wee bit of a soft role. But the times over the weekend, you know, this guy is just... Every time he's out, he keeps blowing me away. More and more impressive. Ah, listen, he, look, if you take it, Finland, not, you know, that that's a specialist event. And it's the homeboys always do really well, the homeboys and girls. Um, He was setting top five times in the WRC2 Challenger, like really was up there, you know, on Friday and Saturday, some great results. Um, Just a pity about the, the, the role, but he still came back and finished, what, 19th overall? Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, well, like and, and I, think it's, I think his times on Sunday were superb, you know. And then Eamon Kelly, like how little time he's had in a, you know, a Rally 2 car, really. And, you know, take him away 22nd, 23rd overall. And, you know, as the weekend progressed, a really, really strong weekend, I think. Uh, the team will get closer and closer to the top guys with every stage. You know, Eamon's another young guy. Like, we keep saying this, these MA Academy Rally guys are just, they're just, I don't know, a different gravy. Uh, listen, and look, you're, you're right, Eamon finished 23rd, but he had issues as well. You know, he had a slight excur- off-road excursion. He had brake issues on the Sunday and that. Um, but what was interesting, the car was hired from Red Grey, which is Tanex and uh, Marco Martin's company, or, you know, their, their, their rally firm. So, you know, good that he's maybe getting noticed elsewhere, hopefully, you know, with sure. other people looking at him. Um, sure. yeah. mm-hmm. And then, you know, the, you know, John Coyne, uh, Brendan Comiskey, Paul Rowley, Enda McCormick, all those guys out there, you know, flying the flag as well, too. You know, John, you know, speak to John. John says that after Finland, Erin was the second most represented nationality on the entry list. Isn't that superb? But anyway, we've got Austin Rattling on here. We'll hear from John Coyne. John Coyne, um, Raleigh Finland last weekend. Uh, boyhood dream come true for you. Yeah, I would say that. Um, definitely a, a worthwhile item ticked off the bucket list now. Uh, just amazing. I mean, the, the speed and the crests and the big jumps, uh, everything lived up to its billing, right? Um, <laughs> but what what I didn't expect was to to add to that the the fans, and in particular the Irish fans, I mean, the number of Irish flags and uh, people out on the stages uh, was just unbelievable. Um, it was just a fantastic experience. But they, you know, that it was it was still a tough rally. The those speeds of that kind of terrain really challenges your pace note making skills mm-hmm. and the um, then there was quite a bit of 
ruts from the weather, particularly on Saturday, it was raining quite a bit on and off, and the Rally 1 cars really do a number on the soft roads. So uh, that was quite a challenge. Something I had never dealt with before was the was ruts of that depth. And, um, and the real issue there is lurking in those ruts are bedrock that has now been exposed and mm -hmm. big puncture risk. So you have to try to manage that and still maintain some for forward progress, right? Yeah. And as well, I suppose, like, if you get into them ruts, you're going wherever the ruts are going. You, you know, you're not picking a line around yeah. the corner. <laughs> yeah, you're much better off to, much better off to go with the flow than to try and fight it, let me tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. I can, and like, yeah. you know, like you're saying, the amount of Irish was over there spectating. The amount of Irish that was there competing, I think, was it 13 MA rally? Uh, uh, we had, uh, I believe, uh, 12, 12 MI license holders. Yeah. Um, Aaron with, with Katsuta, and then Josh and James, mm -hmm. uh, myself and Owen, Paul Rowley, and uh, Dara. Mm -hmm. um, who else was there? Uh, Brendan Comiskey. Yeah, and Martin Conley. And yep. uh, Enda McCormick. Cormac. Now, the, uh -huh. you think 13, but Enda's son, Liam, is an American ah. citizen on an American license. Okay, so right. That's how we ended up with 12. Yes. Uh -huh. But it was the after the host country, after Finland, Ireland had the most competitors on the event. Isn't, isn't so that magic? Cool. Yeah, that is magic. Yeah. You know, like that just shows um, how far we've come in the last few years. It really does. Yeah, so I felt pretty good about that in that I think I may be partly responsible. Yes. So, uh, that is, uh, you know, certainly I think the the Academy project is having a little bit of an impact on raising the profile of Irish rallying and, and encouraging people to go abroad as well as to rally at home. So, um, yeah, it was fantastic to see. Yeah, like, you know, we have spoke to some of the guys over the last few months and like each and every one of them says, you know, the MA Academy, no matter where they go in the world, people are coming up to them asking them about it, you know, you know, how how does it, how is it organised, what's involved, you know, and like you said to us before, watch this space, this is, this is only the start. Every, every week, every, every two weeks, there's more information, there's something new coming out and like for us to, you know, sit here watching it, it's phenomenal for you to be involved in the middle of this. It must be the perfect storm. Well, I thought I was retired, but I think I'm working <laughs> harder at the minute than, than when I was working. But uh, but it's all good fun. Um, so, you know, it was actually kind of taking a weekend off for a WRC event to go do it myself was, was actually quite good crack and you know we had two two other american rally association crews if you like paul Rowley and and enda mccormick who i would have been competing with back in uh 2021 22 when we were doing the american championship together and so that was a good kind of old boys reunion and we had some good crack there with the three cars and then uh, Brendan Comiskey joining in that crew. So we ended up, I think, uh, and I was 37th and I was 38th and Mr. Comiskey was ahead up the road at 35 and uh, Paul Rowley had been right at that sharp end of the group before he had a slight misadventure and 
he finished up 47th. But we all finished, yeah, which is really important. And uh, then, of course, at the much sharper end, you had Josh finishing 19th despite a small mm -hmm. trip over on stage 17. Um, but he was on a, a really good pace all weekend. Uh, right in there, about half a second a kilometer off the very top level in WRC2, mm -hmm. um, which is really strong performance. Uh, and then Eamon and Connor did very well on their BRC drive, their BRC prize drive, mm -hmm. and made, I would think, probably their best event of the year so far uh, in terms of the level of progress in how his stage times improved from the beginning to the end of the rally. Um, he has that, you know, he had his gap down to like about a, a little over a second behind Josh's pace. So, I mean, really, really strong event for Eamon for the weekend. For sure, for sure. And like, we just, you know, we, we you know, touched there a wee bit more on Josh as well. Like, Josh was having a, a, you know, a fantastic weekend. And then, as you say, the soft roll. But they come back again on the Sunday. And I don't know, is it fair to say he may have been let off the leash a wee bit? Because the times he was setting on Sunday were phenomenal. Like, you know, third, fourth, fifth, you know, in the Rally 2 overall. Like, you know, not even in the, the challenge category as well. And like to take points on the power stage, like, that, you know, this is unbelievable. A young fella from County Derry, you know, he's only, he's originally, where he lives, is only four or five miles where I'm originally from. To see him on the world stage, it gives me goosebumps even talking about it. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really impressive how Josh and James handled their return on on Sunday morning and got stuck back straight into it. Um, I mean, it was clear that the overall result had moved out of out of grip a bit. So mm. the objective was to show pace on Sunday. And they got right down to business straight away. Um, a really strong, as you say, uh, was fifth in WRC2 on the power stage. Now, unfortunately, WRC2 only gives points for the first three places. Uh, the, the P1 boys get their points down to fifth. But okay. uh, nevertheless, um, mm -hmm. that doesn't take away from what was a really, really good effort. And uh, I would say he was on a pretty loose leash for the whole event. We, um, <laughs> yeah. the, the objective for the event was to demonstrate pace. And I think he did a really good job. That is for sure. That's for sure. Like he, this, this year in particular, he's really impressed me like with his pace on WRC and on the ERC as well. Like, you know, to see how much he has progressed in the last six months, it's just, it's, it's a joy to see. Yeah, I think... You know, one of the things about the Academy project, it's it's new for all of us, right? We're only four years into it and um, we're learning all the time. So one of the things that became apparent was that I wasn't, you know, we weren't giving Josh enough seat time to really show what he could do and to develop his skills properly. So this year putting in the ERC and particularly the way it turned out with such a competitive ERC field. I mean, there's probably even more so than the WRC. There are 15 guys doing ERC, any one of whom could win a, an event. Mm -hmm. And that is a superb 
forced training ground uh, really helps to the intensity of competition helps to bring your game on and so i think that was a really good decision to put josh in the erc as and we chose the events to be preparation for the upcoming wrc events um in terms of the nature of the events and the kind of roads and and so on um, and I think that's showing in the results. He's he's delivering the goods mm-hmm. and getting better every time out. For sure, for sure. And then, as you said, even like the, you know, by Sunday, his times were really, really coming on an awful lot. And like we forget how little Rally and Eamon has done. You know, really. That's right. uh, and I mean, in a four wheel <laughs> drive car, he has, you know, he has very limited time in a four wheel drive car. But even Rally in total, I would say, would he have done thirty events in total, really? <laughs> Yeah, probably something in that region. That would be about it. But, uh, yeah, certainly a very good drive. Um, and I think, again, the the Rally 3 experience doing JWRC is showing that it's, you know, that's a ch- tough championship to live in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, yes, he had a lucky result out of Croatia, but you have to be there to, to be make your own end, luck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have to do the driving. Um, but he is learning an absolute ton uh, doing that championship. For sure. Uh, which, hopefully, he'll get to put to good use next year. For sure, yeah. Uh-huh. And then, you know, Wolves leading the championship. So, like, you know, again, fantastic. You know, he has put, he has, he has put in the work the last two years and reaping the benefit of it this year. Yeah, it's a, William is a real demonstration of how... Uh, this stuff at this level is not easy. You you really have to do it and then do it again, and then you get up on the curve. And and Williams right there this year, I think he's in a a very strong position going into Greece. But as we all know, the Acropolis is a pretty uh, pretty much a lottery in terms of how rough and tough it is. Uh, so it's and the design of the championship with double points. Uh, and points for stage wins. It's a really savage design, if you like. Uh, <laughs> puts a lot of pressure on the on the competitors to keep going right up to the right up to the end. Nothing is assured. No, right. No, it's, it's not it's the not kind over, of championship. It's over, yep. <laughs> yeah, it's not the kind of championship you can win on the first couple of events and stroke your way home after that. You you really got to keep on it that's for sure that's for sure and then you know the two mi academy co-drivers who have progressed into the fia rally stars like you know again what an opportunity for ronan and lorcan this is you know this is that you know probably beyond their wildest dreams at the start of this year like this is another step again but the you know what the training they've been given with the mi academy has made that transition a lot easier for them i would i would hope it was it it made the made this the transition a little easier and and i mean made the opportunity appear um but that's a great program and wow it's all your birthdays have come at once if you get on that uh onto that program it's really well designed and and it's being well run um so yeah i'm looking forward to see how how the progression is there uh, but it's an absolutely stunning opportunity. Yeah. 
And then, you know, we, we haven't even mentioned Patrick O'Brien. Like Patrick has went about his business in a very, you know, very smart way. He's done nothing silly. He's took his time. He's learning the roads. He's learning the, the, the he's learning the, the events and learning his craft. More importantly, you know, it's a big step up from doing like the likes of a bushwhacker rally, a one day event at home to suddenly doing three days and, you know, an, an ERC round. But he, he has just right. took to it like a, a duck to water himself and Stephen. Yeah, he's done. He he's done very well this year. They, I mean, it is drinking through a fire hose, right? Because these <laughs> these events, one European Championship event is the equivalent of the entire Forestry Championship, right? In 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 kilometers. Yeah. So, um, and then the conditions that you typically find are a lot more extreme than than what we get at home so mm -hmm. it's a huge huge learning curve when you go to to this level of event and they've been handling it really well um he's done a couple of wrc events and a few erc events and each one you know they've they've made it through to the finish and they put in some some good times and um and I mean, I think you'll see Patrick when he, you know, if he does another event at home, you'll see a, an even more mature and polished driver than when he went to, out to start the ERC uh, campaign. So, um, yeah, absolutely. Again, Aoife Raftery doing the yeah. same thing. Mm -hmm. um, I think there were a lot of people blown away down in Cork at the Moonraker when she popped up in the old Fiesta R2. Mm -hmm. um, and it was like, where did this speed come from? Right. Uh, and that was Poland and Latvia. So she, she did the two ERC rounds there and, you know, got several seasons worth of Irish forestry under her belt in two race in two rallies. Mm -hmm. And then demonstrated at home just how, how much that learning is worth, right? For sure, for sure. And then you know, so, they, um, and then you know, we're not, we're even, you know, then Kyle McBride, Jack Brennan, you know, these guys are all producing results, you know, both in Ireland and in the UK with uh, uh, Kyle overdoing the the JBRC, you know, like, this as you keep saying, this is only the start. We're you know we're, we're only tipping along here at this stage. This is. The conveyor belt is that's what I'm probably going for. The conveyor belt is is keep moving along. Well, I think that's probably one of the most rewarding things to look at is the way that the base of the pyramid is building out. Um like since we started this thing, I, I think I mentioned on a previous chat with you that the first forestry event in Ireland after we started the academy, there were three J one thousand cars. And this year, you know, there are 20 cars of which 17 or 18 turn up to each event, which is absolutely fantastic to see. And between the autocross committee and the forestry committee, you know, getting youngsters into these cars at 13 years of age and then uh, having a structure for them to compete and develop up till 17, 18, and then pop up into the Rally 1, older R2s, Rally 4 cars as their next step at home. I mean, it's a nice progression that we're trying to um, provide 
short-term incentives in prize funds and so on, but also the vision that you can progress through these steps and uh, end up being the next Josh yeah. who is, you know, aspiring to be the next Greg Breen. Yeah, that's for sure. Because, like, you know, it's only a few years ago that Josh was in a, a J1000 car, you know. And yeah, 2019, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like, when you think of it, like, I, within four or five years, he's competing. Right. Well, at the, actually... No, it's 2016, no, 20, 17. 2018, I would yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, 17, 18. Like, so within five, six years, he's gone from being Junior 1000 to competing in, you know, WRC2. It's, yeah. Whenever you put it like yeah. that, that is kind of mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I think, yeah, it's been, um, I mean, it's good, been a very good year so far. I think we've we've got a lot of development under our belt. Um there's, I mean, at home here, you mentioned Kyle uh, in the British Championship, and um, but at home there's some very strong competition going on in the Rally One or sorry, R Rally Five, R Two, yeah. Rally Four. Yeah. Um, you know, you've Dylan Eves, you've Keelan Grogan, you've Keen Caldwell, you've got the yeah. uh, KCJ. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a bunch of them out there. Mm -hmm every other weekend and the competition's tight it is like they're, uh, they're having stages so, and like there could be three four seconds covering five of them <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know so it's really interesting to to yeah. to see that and to see more people in ireland taking to the fia pyramid homologated path yeah um and hopefully there'll be a few of them who turn out to be serious and we we can see them progress right up to the top. Yeah, for sure. And we should also mention Matthew Boyle and um, Young McHugh as well. That as well, right? You know, and that, right? You know, and the, you know, whereas two, three years ago there may have been two, three rally two cars. You know, uh, you know, our two Fiestas. Now all of a sudden, nearly every event there could be six, seven of them. So as you say, it's mm -hmm. it's going the right way, and it shows young guys that, that there is a there is a ladder there. Um, so, yeah, you know, I'm 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 pleased to see that level of potential out there. I sure. mean, we have we have talent. It's it's showing and it's beginning to show stronger. And I think with the right, you know, with the right underpinnings, we can help them to to go further. For sure. And I mean, we're looking. Obviously, Sean and myself are continually reviewing the program, but we're looking now at. What we should do for 2024 and i mean for sure we'll keep in place the the kind of process of selecting the next crop for the academy and then subject them to the or expose them to the kind of baseline skills training like the fundamentals of physical and mental fitness and nutrition and uh a little bit of media training and then some pace note and and driver coaching all the kind of fundamental basic skills that'll help them to improve their performance uh and then try to guide them into the right programs that'll stretch them and help them continue to improve and the, the one thing i say i what i find f fascinating why it is the likes of josh and eamon and these guys are given back to these young guys coming up through, you know, they're helping out the junior 1000 guys. It's not all about me, 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 
they're they're putting in the hard yards for the next you know almost the next generation coming up now as well well that's part of the price of participation right <laughs> um, so yeah and we're actually it's quite exciting we're working with sport ireland to produce a, an accredited coaching program that you know will help us to formally structure that uh, and train the likes of Josh and William and, and Eamon so that they can properly coach the next level and and so on, trickle down yeah. uh, that way. And, um, you know, we have uh, Paul Nagel and, and Derek Brannigan are lined up to do their, to get their qualifications so they can help us with that coaching program. And, I mean, the, it's probably... One of the most satisfying things is the number of established figures within Irish rallying over the last 50 years yeah. um, who've come forward to help in the project and, and provide their experience and, and their skills to help us bring on the next generation. I mean, it's really cool to see. That's for sure. Like that has to, you know, we all, we know how good rallying is, but it's nice to see it being put into practice. You know, you say, you know, with the likes of Paul Nagel, Derek Brannigan, I know Rory Kennedy's involved, the Shinners is involved. Right. You, know, you know, the names, we could just keep going on and on, you know, the amount of people, but, you know, and like yourself as well. And like, we should maybe give yourself a bit more praise for this, you know, like uh, at 73 years of age, you took on the challenge of Finland at the weekend and you just seem to relish it. And uh, it says, I read there recently, you're the, the, the oldest competitor from a Motorsport Ireland competitor to compete in a WRC event. Like, I would say you're, you're a long way from being done. So you're going to push that envelope out even, out even further over the next few years, I imagine. I'll try and do a bit. I, I'm the oldest MI competitor. That'd be <laughs> Mick Morrissey at the moment. Um, <laughs> But I, I may be the oldest driver. For, yes, yes, I think so. Mm -hmm. um, but I've still a long ways to go. Uh, Mr. Zazada did the WRC Kenya two years ago at the age of 91 in a Rally 3 Fiesta. Now, unfortunately, he got stuck in the fesh fesh on the very last stage, which must have been a real bummer. Yeah. Um, that's why I bring a young co-driver so he can dig me out. Right? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so I mean, kudos to to Owen Tracy over the weekend. He did a sterling job on organization and notes and keeping me on the straight and narrow. So, um, ah, look, Kevin. Every week we hear about the MI Comet academy and we're every week we're blown away by what's going on so it was great that john Coyne with owen tracy sat beside him were there to you know revel in the whole atmosphere of it and bring something back and and get to compete uh and tick one off the bucket list for sure for sure and then you also got a chance to chat up, uh, catch up with john armstrong absolutely listen thought it was a good time to check in with john armstrong um he's been doing fantastic in the ERC. He's taken the Rally 3 Drivers' Championship and uh, also has been out for a spin on the Rally 2 side of things with uh, MRF tyres. And we got a chance to catch up and discuss what's been happening this year for him. Congratulations, ERC uh, Rally 3 champion. Thank you very much, Connor. Yeah, it's uh, really good to, to wrap up the title. Um, 
you know, going into the start of the year, I didn't really know how long the campaign would be, but um, it's really good that we got the opportunity from um, Sport Poland to do uh, numerous rounds of the championship. And in, in the end, we were able to, uh, yeah, win five out of five rallies, which was cool. Um, not every rally we had, we had direct competition, but on the, the rallies we did, we, we were quite far ahead. So that was really, really good to do. And, uh, yeah, isn't it nice to have a title to my, to my name? Um, I, I don't really have any, any big titles, uh, before, before this one. Um, obviously missed out on the junior WRC twice, uh, the last two seasons. So this uh, kind of, uh, makes up for it. Um, and yeah, it's really cool to, to just do those rallies and um, yeah, to gain experience, but also try to to go as fast as we can at the same time. And and I suppose John as well, like you know, the, when you started out doing the ERC events this year, you didn't quite know you know where it was going to lead or, or how many events you're going to get to do. So the fact you wrapped the title up was still two rounds of the ERC to run, you know, as well. That that's good going. Yeah, it is. You know, I think it probably is a testament to the team and the car. You know, they they are very, very professional. And, um, you know, every rally the car is turned out effectively uh, like a mini, uh, a mini works car, um, you know, small works car. It's, a, it's like spanking new. And, you know, the team, they know what they want to try for each rally. And the... My engineer always has an idea of, of what uh, he wants to do from the, the test, the pre-event test, and, you know, what they want to try. And they just have their ducks in a row, and um, it makes our job easy then. Um, and the reliability has been uh, fantastic. You know, the car hasn't missed a beat um, all year, so... Uh, yeah, it's 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 down to them as well that we've been able to have no retirements and we've done a good job on the stages. You know, had really good rallies, um, some better than others, but in general, the the pace has been really high. And uh, you know, comparing to the Rally Two cars, even last weekend at Rally Roma. Um, the second per kilometer was really good for tarmac especially it was on sunday it was well under two seconds per kilometer the the fastest i think it was like 1.8 so um you know versus last year they had um you know obviously they've upgraded the car and and everything so last year i think it was 2.6 and and we were doing 1.8 on on the same rally um so it was a big improvement and that gives everyone, you know, good good motivation boost that um, the work that we're doing uh, is improving the car. Everyone's going forward and the the timesheets are, are looking better and uh, that's what we always want to see. So, yeah, um, I, I wasn't really focusing on the championship too much. Uh, you know, unfortunately, they don't have entries every rally for... ERC three and I think it it is a shame because they're really really good good cars to drive very easy to drive and if you had a field of you know ten of them you know like you do in, in junior WRC it could be really uh, interesting um, so hopefully now 
with uh with this year and and maybe with me doing it and them for pole you know putting a lot of effort into it it's it's got a good bit of attention so and and we've got the Renault Clio uh, as well now so hopefully next year ERC3 will will have um you know a bit more uh and you know a bigger entry to it so um we'll we'll wait and see how that goes but uh yeah it's definitely a great class and um you know to win any championship is is really nice and it's uh it's it's not always as easy as it looks but um yeah thankfully we have we've had a really good run and you know you're you're not there just for your own entertainment or your own goals like it's basically a development for m sport you're helping them with the development of the car so how do you kind of pace yourself and maybe restrain yourself at times when you maybe want to go you know flat out and on the door handles um uh i don't know if that is the case uh <laughs> they they have high expectations of what they want and usually that's to go uh as fast as you can on the rally without without having any issues or, or going off the road um so it's uh it's quite simple actually it's it's all about just trying to do the best job we can and, and have the best pace we can um uh you know they they use this program as a way to uh highlight their development and um you know how the car is improving and, and areas maybe they need to improve on and obviously put the car in the spotlight against the rally two cars and and just try to yeah obviously generate more interest in the class and um you know generate more sales for frames for poland so uh, it, it is very much a case of just trying to go as fast as we can and set some good pace. Um, and we've done that across the year. Uh, some some rallies suit suit the car better than others, but um, yeah, we've set some some really nice stage times. And um, yeah, I, I like I said, I really enjoy the car. And um, yeah, the team are so they're so motivated as well. You know, they want to they really want to win um which is really good to be a part of uh you know they're all very driven and um you can tell that you know it's a benefit to each and every one of them if if they can get their car to win then uh Maciek, their boss back at M sport will be will be happy with them and, and uh you know it it progresses their career too so it's very much just a, a team effort, a family effort, and to try and get the best we can out of everything. So it, it is a pure pleasure to be a, a part of. And um, yeah, it's uh, it's really cool to to get that opportunity because, you know, you always want to be able to be, uh, you know, a driver that is essentially, uh, let's say, hired, hired in quotes to... Um, come and do a job and uh, to be like a, a works driver almost so it's it's really cool for me to be a part of but it comes with its pressures of course and um, yeah you just have to try and do the best you can and with the championship in the bag and I know that wasn't the ultimate goal of the team is, is you know is that the development work complete or is there still more planned for the rest of this year Um, so uh, we plan to go to Barham with Rally 3 which will be um an interesting rally you know it's it's a very famous rally that uh i've you know followed through irc and 
European Championship over the years, um, you know, very bumpy and uh, technical and fast in areas too, and, and lots of mud and, and dirt if it rains. So it looks like an interesting event. I think it's one that, um, you know, it's probably not the easiest to go uh, with a really high pace on from um, from your first go. But uh, I thought that also with, with, with Rome and um, it went pretty well. So we just try to do what we always do, you know, just go with... Um, sort of a plan or a, a system of you know go do your test and get a feel for how how it all feels and then go to do the recce and try to um yeah just have an understanding of what the roads and character of the roads are like and uh then yeah make your notes just as you always do try to make them consistent and then drive to them on the rally so um in terms of that rally i think it's just you know we don't bring upgrades every uh every event but it's more a case of just trying to prove out the the evil version of the car um find you know better settings for the car um and, and take it from there uh you know in in rome i was much much more happy with the car um in terms of for me the way it was set up and everything uh, than I had in Canaries, but they're two different events. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's always trying to find a better window for things to work in. And then obviously the engineers, they collect all of the data, uh, the setups and they, you know, they'll store those away and they can offer those out to customers so that um, customers have, better settings to work from as well and that you know essentially then they'll be potentially more comfortable and faster on national events then as well you know off the back of what we do so so it um yeah it's all just about trying to prove the car out and uh get good results and also yeah um get as much information as they can as well and you had a similar role recently on the Royal Rally of Scandinavia where you were doing a bit of development work for MRF Tires. Yeah, that was a, a really interesting um, opportunity to come come through uh, GM Motorsport. And um, uh, I teamed up with uh, Julia, who I uh, drove against in Junior WRC. She... She was co-driving for Robert Vervez, who um, went on to be the champion last year. So the opportunity came through through her, and um, she works with with that team, and they have um, the Ford Fiesta Rally Twos. Um, so it was obviously from from the get go a very interesting thing to get involved with. Um, you know, I've always well, I've been trying to get uh, an opportunity in a Rally 2 car, so it was good to to take this and to try and uh, make it happen to get some uh, more experience in Rally 2. Um, I think on paper, I knew it wasn't going to be my strongest rally to go and do uh, you know, a one-off drive on with the Rally 2 car. It's very fast. Uh, rally new stages for everyone and um obviously i had a lot to to learn with uh, a new co-driver 
uh, new tires and, and also a new car. So, um, but yeah, it was it was a good a good uh, challenge to take on. Um, you know, we we had a pre event test where we could try out the the tires and try to get set up um, with the car. Um, and uh, yeah, that uh, okay. You, you could probably never have enough testing to try and get on top of all those things and um you know the test roads can be maybe a slightly different than what you find on the events so for sure i think um it would take a few events to sort of find the right ballpark of where i would like everything to be but the team team done a great job um in trying to get to the right place uh we had some support from uh, M Sport themselves with um, with dampers uh, and setup, um, and then uh, I was very very lucky to have Niall McShay um, come out and, and help me um, and help the team also uh, during the event just to try and make sure that they're it, almost like he's you know Niall Niall's obviously a world champion and does driver tuition but he's fantastic at setup as well so um it was great just to have him there that he could come in the test with me sit in um in the passenger seat and try to get an understanding of where i was at with the car and and um some some advice then on where the setup could improve just from his being and from the the passenger seat so that was really good. Uh, and then also he was able to just be that link, that sort of middleman between the team and, and me and, you know, uh, have a clear understanding of what I was trying to um, get across. So that was really good. Um, but yeah, the the event itself, I would say it went, it went really well. Um, you know, we, we enjoyed ourselves. Um, the recce went well. The pace notes were good. Um, I think the pace was was fairly good too, um, especially towards the the end of the, of the event. We, you know, we weren't a million miles away, but um, we were slightly hampered by our road position. After qualifying, we were then fifth on the road on day one, uh, and then on the second day thanks to me i think i was 15th and i was top 15 reverse so i had to op open the road which was um interesting but a new experience as well and and something that i actually quite enjoyed even though if it was hampering my progress i i enjoyed <laughs> driving in front of everyone being the first car that they see and uh and then obviously getting to create my own lines through the, the stages was quite interesting. And yeah, we created a, a couple of interesting uh, lines here and there. Um, but yeah, um, and obviously the, the all live experience was really cool too. We had a, we had a camera in the car, which, um, you know, everyone could follow us through the rally uh, and see us driving through the stages. And, you know, that was really good exposure for, for for me and for Julia and for my personal sponsors as well, it was you know something really cool to do. And of course, the goal now is to try and um, 
develop that relationship further with MRF and and hopefully be able to do uh, a full campaign next year. Um, but of course, there's still a lot of uh, work involved to put all of the the pieces of the puzzle together. Um, so we'll continue to um, you know work with the team and, and work with uh, MRF and and see what um, see what we can put together. But uh, yeah, overall it was a really cool experience, and you know, big thank you to, to MRF Tires and everyone involved uh gn motorsport and um yeah my personal sponsors too seacon uk and cnm motorsport sales and, and thrustmaster um so yeah it was a really cool thing to do and is is it, obviously mrf's participation is around the development of their tires so is it a similar sort of feedback, you know, as to what you'd be given, you know, for the, the, the Rally 3 car? Or is it a completely different set of feedback? You know, how, how you know, what where is the difference or is there a difference? Um, Yeah, it's a, it was slightly different, I guess, because I was coming in as a, as doing one rally with, with MRF. Um, you know, I wasn't doing any of the testing between the events on the, with the tyres. Um, you know, they have a couple of drivers, I think, that they use for for development testing. Um, but, uh, yeah, in, in Sweden, they had uh, a few different options to try. And, um, you know, it was just there was no pressure on me to really try to help with, um, you know, the development. It was more to experience all of their options and see what worked for me and um and then you know just try to make the most of it um their their philosophy is more trying to give their supported drivers everything they need in order to to win um to get the results um so they are very driven in in trying to keep moving forward with tire development um and to bring new tires and to, to just make sure they can give the best they can to to their drivers so um yeah hopefully hopefully in the future i might have more opportunity to get involved with the the actual iteration and feedback um but uh yeah you know the tires they feel really good um you know i enjoyed the testing that I done before the event and on the rally, it was really fun as well. Um, and you know, like I said, everything was so new. I still had a lot of things that probably I can tune a bit better with the car, and 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 also driving style is a lot different with the rally two uh, compared to rally three. So I'm sure there's more time to be had um, out of me than you know the the rest of the package so um it's just trying to get get everything gelled together so that <laughs> whatever i want to do with it um it just happens naturally um but yeah it was a super fast rally you know crazy crazy stages um and uh, yeah we're up against some of the best drivers in the world you know hayden padden and oliver solberg or really really fast drivers on that style of road and obviously they've been at the the highest level of the the world rally championship as well and you know um 
even Mads Osberg and people like that. Um, so it was it was cool to benchmark myself against them. Probably I would have liked to have been a bit closer, but realistically it was probably um, in the right ballpark of, of where I was going, going to end up. So maybe on a, a different style of rally, I could have been a bit closer, but um, I'm still, you know, there's a lot of positives to take from it. And I know I, I could go faster for sure. So, um, yeah. It was a really good thing to be involved in, and now it just uh, makes me want to to try and make more more happen next year. Yeah, and w- was there much of a learning curve stepping up from the Rally Three car into the the Rally Two Fiesta? Um, I, I would say the the Rally Three car is fantastic. It, you know, preparing you for that step up to Rally Two. Um, nothing feels alien. It, it you know the driving style and everything is primarily the same but i think to to get the most out of the times it's 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 a lot different in terms of the chassis and the suspension it moves around a bit more the cars are a bit you know got more suspension travel so like it doesn't feel as low and you know let's say as rigid as what the rally three does so there was a lot different a lot a lot of different feeling from the chassis i would say that's probably the biggest thing um and just trying to get your head around what where i need to go to get more speed out of it and you know make me more comfortable and to yeah just just be faster with it essentially um you know it's a part of rallying that it's talked about a lot but uh, probably it's it's not that easy to understand unless you you are a driver like how setup can influence the the speed and um you know it, it's just it, it is hard to to find the right direction to go in a short space of time and, and to just learn everything um but in saying that i would say we had we did have a really good setup by the start of the event and we improved it throughout the event as well um and by the end of the event it felt you know really good uh and it was a lot more natural um but still i know that for sure based on you know stage times that there's there's more to be had out of it and um yeah i think that just comes with more seat time i i haven't actually done too much um gravel rallying with a rally two car so yeah there's still a lot to learn probably um i've done three three tarmac rallies in the past with a rally two car but um not too many uh gravel and you mentioned seat time and look obviously it's in short supply rallying's expensive etc um and putting the budget together is, is pretty tough work. Like, so is, is that kind of the aim now for the rest of the year in between going to, to, to the Czech Republic to rally? The, is it a case of out, out now looking and talking to sponsors? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we'll do Czech Republic now, like you said, but for sure I've got uh, uh, one eye now on just trying to um, put together 
you know, proposals to, to go to uh, potential sponsors with. And it's difficult, though, because you do have to think outside the box with these things. Um, nowadays, it's, it's very hard to just go to a random company and, and try to convince them to get involved in rallying. So you kind of have to do a bit more research into um, logical uh, people to approach or, or businesses. And um, almost it's almost a bit like developing, uh, let's say, relationships and, and like just getting to know new groups of, of people that might be able to open opportunities. That's more of what you, you try to do. Um, and of course, yeah, you're, you're approaching some uh, potential sponsors, but um, yeah, to get the volume of budget required is quite, quite hard from, from a uh, marketing budget. So it's, it's always an uphill battle, but you know, there's not no other way for it and to give it a go and um yeah if you start start at this point uh we still got quite a lot of time before the start of the 24 season so yeah for sure that's that's where the focus will go and um yeah i really would like to work with um work with mrf tires again if i can but we'll just have to see how the off season goes now with trying to get the other elements um into place with uh, a team and um you know the the running costs of the car and stuff like that so yeah well we'll have to see um but for sure that's that's the aim and you know with, with the the rally inside of things haven't been busy this year um do you have much time for doing the esports you know you were esports champion there a couple of years ago um do you still get the chance to i suppose keep yourself match fit um i i do still hop on the simulator um before rallies and just try to train but in terms of uh competing in actual uh competitions i i don't do too much of that anymore um i might do the odd uh cu community event or something like that just to um keep in touch but uh and, and do it for fun more than anything rather than taking it um too seriously but for sure uh esports was was very good to me in in winning the, the wrc sports in 2018 and um you know it was it was a good stepping stone to going back into uh real rallying and, and probably why i'm where i am today um so yeah always always want to do whatever i can to be involved in it and um yeah but in terms of of the simulator I, um i hop onto it before the rallies just to um maybe get a bit of a feeling for driving with pace notes um before the rally just to listen to pace notes and and react to them i think it's always a very uh a very good thing to do just to get your brain working um so for sure it's it's trying to find a stage that i haven't done already which is maybe the hard part to try and uh yeah not know where i'm going and just listen to the pace notes um but for sure yeah i i love to to train on the simulator and um it's always uh, 
always has a soft part and something I've always really enjoyed doing. So, um, yeah, try to keep myself sharp doing that. And John, just before we wrap up, also want to mention Cameron, you know, your co-driver this year, um, what do you call it? Provisionally could be the, the, the ERC co-driver champion, just waiting for that in, in, um, but also that was his first time or is his first time competing outside of the UK. Am I right? Yeah, um, I think he might have done uh, Barbados, but that was that was about it. I, I don't think he counts that as um, the sort of international uh, shore sort of rallying. So yeah, it was it was um, something new for him to get stuck into this year. And um, I I met Cameron through doing gravel notes on Rally Monte Carlo with Sean Johnson and Alex in 2022. So I could see that, yeah, he, he had a desire to, to get involved at that level. Um, and I know I knew he had a few opportunities that didn't come through for him. So I was keen to, you know, well, I'm always keen to try and give people opportunities with that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, it was logical. Um, you know, I, I couldn't get Brian in um for for various reasons and um then I got Cameron in and it was just logical to to keep him on then, you know, to, to try and get the drivers championship for him. Um because we done the first rally we done together was Canaries and then we done Poland two weeks later, and we had two wins on the bounce. So it was um, then a, ca a case of trying to get the title together. So, um, but he's done a, a really good job uh, and, and really good crack as well. You know, we we have a lot of fun just doing the rallies. So, um, but he's professional on, on the other hand, and um, yeah, he's done a really good job this year and. Uh, you know, it's it can be hard going to going to those rallies and trying to to learn everything as a a co driver if you haven't experienced it before. It's it's like one of those things where you you know you can probably take all the advice that you want, but un until you go and do it, it's a different ball game. So, um, yeah, you done very well and and uh, really deserves the the title. Um, so yeah, we'll um. We'll see what happens now in, in the future, and uh, yeah, um, it's always uh, it's always nice to um, uh, you can't take credit, but it's nice to that Cameron was able to come and, and uh, do his his first rallies outside the UK with me, and uh, yeah, like I said, we we have great crack together, so um, yeah, there'll be plenty of uh, stories to t to share probably down the line. I listen, you know, you. you on those events you spend a lot of time so you know it's, it's important that you, you click with a person you know that you're going to spend that amount of time with and great then that cameraman's you know able to to, to share in the success and contribute to the success of, of you know the the work you've done in the erc this year yeah definitely you know you, like you said you're spending long recce days together and and you know most of the time it's it's almost a week um that you're away together so yeah it, you have to be able to to get along and that's something that um i've always 
you know, tried to look foreign co-drivers is a similar, uh, you know, personality, similar interests and, you know, similar drive as well. You, you need someone that wants to, wants to win as much as you and wants to put the work in with, um, you know, the videos, but, you know, after the recce, you have a lot, you've just had a long day of, of making pace notes and then to go back to the hotel and open up the, the laptop and go over videos together. Then it, it takes a special, a special drive and motivation and, and, um, you, you have to have someone that wants to, to do that. And, um, but there's obviously lots of other aspects to, to the whole rally week. And, um, yeah, you just need someone who puts in, uh, the best effort they can. And, um, like I said, that you can still have a bit of crack with too, whenever the, the time is right. Um, but, um, yeah, like I said, Cameron done a really good job and, um, yeah, I think at the start of the year he was planning on on selling the helmet and uh, and taking a year out and um, yeah, then he got a phone call from me and it all kicked off again. So so yeah, but I've I've still I need to go over to the mall to mall to his chip van. He has a the the most famous chip van I think in mall and um, yeah, every time he talks about it, I just my mouth starts to. Uh, drool. I, I I want a fish and chip, so I'm gonna have to head over and, and get one. Yeah, and a good excuse to watch rally cars in the Mall as well. Yeah, that's it. Uh, it'd be nice to to go over. I've never been to the rally, so um, yeah. Cameron was uh, he done it last year himself, driving in a Nova. Um, so we have like a a love of Novas together too, because my first rally car was a Nova. Um, so yeah, we'll have to maybe go over and and do it sometime. Thanks to John there for what a year he's having. It has been phenomenal. Um, long may it continue. Um, also, just last minute, got a chance to catch up with Shane and John, the Irish Adventures guys, the two guys in the horseback from Donegal to Dingle from last week, just to hear how they're getting on and their latest escapades. So, without further ado, hear from the two boys. Shane and John, you join us once again. You're at the Puck Fair, the finish line almost in sight, but what an adventure you're having. I bloody it's a serious adventure. It's a trip of a lifetime. While uh, while we've been raising money for brilliant causes and bringing Aria's name to every county that we pass through as well. So uh, the public has been uh, been phenomenal. The reception we've received, you know. But, uh, of course, we couldn't have done this without the uh, the help of everybody, everybody that was involved: horse owners, blacksmiths. Bits, and especially Tracy in the van. Yeah. I think, like, you know, we're, we're watching online every day, that, you know, the way you're being welcomed into communities, like every, every where you go, every village, every town, you know, the, the response has just been mind-blowing from me watching it. I don't know what it's been like for you guys involved there. It's been absolutely unbelievable. I can't, well, I'm just saying there to someone, if you don't, we haven't listened to a radio station because we're obviously out in the road all day. And uh, I haven't heard or seen a negative thing all in the last in the last thirteen days. With uh, the fellow countryman and countrywoman have been looking after us, feeding us, watering us, um, and even now uh, we crossed over the ferry. What was the ferry from? Tarbis, Kilimanjaro Tarbis. And we got to the other side, and the reception we got there, there was just a massive crowd there waiting on us. You know, it's uh, <laughs> it's sometimes you sit back and think it's unbelievable. So it is. Yeah. 
And like, you know, this started out, Shane, as like an idea in your head. It's become a reality. Did, like, are you almost pinching yourself the way that it's went down with the general public? Ah, uh, I'll give that one to Shane. Uh, <laughs> yeah, look, it was. Uh, thought it was a, a mad idea at the time, maybe, but uh, I don't thought, think you thought it was as mad I, I as what I did. As mad as it was, but, uh, yeah, I. Uh, I, I didn't think it was mad, but when I started, then I started to question myself. Yeah. But uh, look, we're here now. We're nearly there. We have one more day to go, and uh, like we'll, uh, when I. When I was leaving here, I uh, I honestly didn't know what to expect when we were going. Change just wait, look after a horse there. Back in a minute. <laughs> uh, so we uh, once once we left, uh, like I it's back again. We I honestly, I honestly can't believe the way we got uh, we're on the move here. Um, the way the way people's accepted us and the way they've uh, got behind us. Uh, it's, it's the boss woman there. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're um, yeah, we're definitely gonna we're definitely gonna remember this for a long, long time. Yeah, like you know, as you said, there Tracy has been instrumental. She's been driving this through social media as well as Kevin as well too. And the uh, and the amount of people that has you know followed you online, kept up to date with what's going on, it, it is it's it's fantastic to see and great. You know that shows what Erin's really about. You know we can see all this negativity in the news and you know people saying this and saying that, but you are out there experience what real Erin is like. The way you've been working real people's hearts. Yep. Every town from we went through, like small or big, as one said, there were one horse towns we went through. Well, there was three in them that day. <laughs> uh, you know, we have, uh, we've definitely, we've we had uh, hot village. We were in some little village in Clare, and this fell in a truck. He drove up and down four times before, and then he stopped and he goes, I had to check to make sure it was horse diseases. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, uh, and everywhere we go along, everybody just that's that's the thing, people. I walk from here down to the van to lift the van, and it's dressed and hat. And people are looking at it kind of strange, but when you're on a horse, they don't really they think it's cool. And I think it doesn't seem cool when you're walking down with no horse. <laughs> you know, but, uh, no, but uh, definitely before before we this tomorrow after on Friday when we're finished, I don't know what we're going to do Monday to kind of match. Come back to horse, going to seem very plain. Yeah, I can, you know, like John, like Shane is the real horseman here. You're, you know, you've been. Did he tell you he was uh, he was building sandcastles there one of the days? So I decided we'd take a wee detour onto the beach and uh, I found out the brakes are very good on a on a fourteen hands pony. They're better than any mark two ever. I ended up down and I was picking up uh, all a couple of sandcastles for a minute, but I was down very quick and I got up even quicker. <laughs> before anybody can get a picture. Yes. <laughs> but, like, you know, again, you know, we have to, like, you know, this is, like, the money here is all going to, you know, Ronald McDonald House and uh, the, the kennels as well, Cain's Kennels. Cain's Kennels, like, yeah. Yeah. You know, the, the care that they give to yourselves, Shane, a, few, a couple of years ago, like, was outstanding. It's nice to be able to give uh, that no. back again. It was unbelievable, you know. They gave us a bed, they gave us somewhere, someone to talk to, you know, somewhere to go. You know, you could do it, you know. It, it was home to us, like we moved, we had to move everything to Dublin. Uh, so, and then Keynes Kennans took the dogs, so we didn't have to worry about them either. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, look, we're trying to get as much as we can. We're nearly, we're nearly at the 15,000 online. We'd love to. Get it blown out of the water, maybe, but 
look, we, we had 15,000, 15,000. It'll go a long way to keep, in, you know, to keep a lot of families going up there. Yeah, and you know, at the end of the day, that's what this is all about. You know, yes, it's great. You know, and uh, you know the adventure you guys are having, but this is going to be life changing for all our families. You are going to provide them the same opportunities you were provided with. Yeah, look, it's uh, it's hopefully it's going to help a lot of people out, and uh, you know, it's not nice to be in that situation, but it's not until you're in it that you you know that you realise where you are, but. Uh, yeah, hopefully it'll it'll help a lot of people. That's for sure. And like John, from from your point of view, you know, like you, you know, we talked about last week about the rally community. You've been part of this bigger community now. Like it, it must show you, like, Ireland's still a good place to be. Ireland, I'm telling you, I have totally has opened my eyes to to a different part of Ireland. Um, and that's just saying something. If you want to see the two Ireland. Just leave on a, on a bike or a or walk or a horse <laughs> and uh, go from one end of the country to the other and you'll find a different country. You'll find uh it's not it's not what's on the news. Yeah. Uh, I can put that uh, I can put that in paper. R T L and what did you say, John? I said the only way we get on RT is if we were spattered over the front of a scan all right. God, that hasn't happened yet. <laughs> no. So, uh, once again, if you want to donate, uh, I donate uh, Aria's Adventures or look us up on Facebook, Aria's Adventures, and you'll see all the details there. That's right, yeah. And you are in Puck Fair today, Thursday, and then you are heading off and coming and finishing off tomorrow. Yeah, we're in the Puck Fair. Uh, we're in Puck Fair today. We'll probably going around Kilorglan for a spin around, and we're staying up in Inch tonight and we'll be heading on there to Dingle so it's about it's about what 25 miles so uh, we'll head off in the morning and hopefully get into Dingle uh, sometime around 3 o'clock maybe Excellent, well if anybody's in the area tomorrow I'm sure you'd be delighted to be get a, res a reception there on your way into Dingle tomorrow so if you're there anywhere in the area please come along um, there's no doubt somebody will shake a bucket at you if you can, give right. what you can <laughs> Oh, yeah. anybody, anybody who wants to come out along the road, or we've yeah. been stopping, we've had so, yeah. so many people stopping us. All the way along. Eh? All the kids are looking to get on the horse and, you know, so anybody that wants to come out, uh, we'll be an inch this evening, I suppose, and tomorrow morning and uh, heading on for Dingle and we're there for the weekend. Kerry hasn't disappointed so far yet, so I'm not sure yet. tomorrow will not be any different. Yeah. Excellent. Well, men, safe journeys and we'll catch up with you next week. Hey, gentlemen. Thanks, Thank Kevin. I just think this is a, like a fascinating thing. Like imagine riding the horses, you know, from all the way from Donegal down to Dingle. It is just a crazy idea. Uh, the two guys admitted happened along with their team there. Like Tracy, uh, Shane's partner, and all two. Like she has been there with them every step of the way, and it's just been phenomenal. Just and to see the response that's been got is just ah, fantastic. Well done, Ireland. Um, if you can donate, it's the they donate page and uh, search up. Aria's Adventure and look up at um, Facebook as well too, it's all, all information's all there. So that is uh, Season 2, Episode 23, so until the next time, take care, oh, can you please like, share, rate, uh, all those things, as always, always gratefully appreciate it. Um, if there's any ideas you'd like to, you know, have on the podcast, you know, drop us a wee email or send us a message on social media, you find us anywhere there, you know, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, just search up Crunching Gears and you'll find us there. So until next time, take care, speak soon and bye.